0: Hello, listeners. This is Conspiracy Theorem. We plan to expose you to conspiracies as much as we can, and then let you make your own decisions on whether they are true or not. Also, a quick disclaimer we do not claim that any conspiracies we talk about are true at all, and there may be explicit content on the show. Now, on with the show.
1: Today, we are looking at conspiracies, and this isn't your ordinary conspiracy show. We plan to change how society and how the rest of the world looks at the word conspiracy and how they look at it in their daily lives. And with my co-host, Nick, we hope to change the world and have fun while talking about these topics that are considered taboo. How's it going, Nick?
2: Pretty good. How are you doing today?
1: Amazing. Amazing mainly because I'm excited, we finally get to shed light on this. And I actually wanted to start by talking about what a conspiracy is, because a lot of people don't know. When you say you're going to talk about conspiracies, people necessarily think that it has to be aliens, or you're going to talk about something crazy, or that you're going to talk about Bigfoot. But it's not necessarily that. Conspiracy simply means two people getting together to do something bad or to talk about doing something bad. And it's simply just it could be me calling you up to say, hey, let's go see a carrot top comedy or, hey, Nick, let's go commit a crime. It's as simple as that. So if we can take the way people are looking at conspiracies differently, we can actually change the landscape of not only how this show works, but how people react to it in the broader sense.
2: Well, yeah, because the term conspiracy is also used as a it's, you know, court lingo. It's an actual crime to be charged with a conspiracy. Another thing that can throw on when it comes to putting someone in prison for a while. So yeah, no, you're right. Two people getting together to do something bad. So conspiracy theories, in my view, is just simply someone or a group of people exposing to the public what a couple of people did to get together to do bad things.
1: Yes. And through that, I, I want to look at conspiracies that people don't often think about because, as I said before, and as you said, it's just people getting together to do something bad. Now, a lot of people will look at it as necessarily people who are trying to maybe tr- say they're trying to take over the world or engineer this or come up with crazy things. But it could be something as simple as if I open up my wallet here. And people will say, why would you talk about conspiracies? Well, do you not find it odd that on your dollar bill, there's a pyramid with a floating eye? I mean, sometimes that sparks your question. When ordinary things don't seem so ordinary. Or when medicines that are supposed to help people, pharmaceuticals, sometimes end up killing them. And I started to begin to question... What does this all mean? So I looked into why are conspiracy theorists looked at as negative? Why is it a negative thing? Why would somebody look at this podcast and say, Kareem, why would you talk about conspiracies? Why would you bring up the dollar sign or the, do- the, uh, the pyramid with the eye on top of it? Why is that relevant? And I think it came from the stigma that certain government agencies like CIA and FBI put that said – a conspiracy theorist is a negative term. As you said it just it can be used as a law term, but it's begun to be looked like as a negative term and there're certain individuals who do reinforce that because they go hysterical, they go crazy and they don't really stay on topic. But really, conspiracy theorist isn't a bad thing. It's just someone who's questioning something outside of the norm. Something doesn't seem right. And while that person can be talking about aliens, Bigfoot, or something like you know global conspiracies. It can be as simple as maybe the money supply has issues. Maybe our food has issues. Maybe our medicine has issues. I'd love to get your thoughts on that.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. I have a friend of mine who, uh, who uh, for for example, I mean, someone who turned to medicinally or illegally used medicinal marijuana, and his reason being is because. He's originally prescribed an opiate for his accident when he fell off of a dump truck because he was a trash collector, uh, unionized and everything. But, um, yeah, he fell off. He was prescribed opiates for for the pain, and then the side effects required their own prescriptions, and the the drugs started to pile up. And while the the copay might be minimal when you're going to the pharmacy, someone out there is making big bucks. So, I don't necessarily mind when things are are done or sold as package deals, because that's how you make more money, but the point being is he resorted to one illegal substance that solves the problem of all of the above that could have been prescribed, whether it's Vicodin and whatever's prescribed on the side of Vicodin to take care of those side effects. It all can be solved with one, but that's not nearly as profitable, all that good stuff. I mean, I'm sure the public is relatively aware of this but this makes it a little bit more relatable to start off the show
1: yeah no it definitely does because the hard part for me is i talking about ufos is, is cool and talking about those things are cool but when you really get down and say hey i know someone who's on ssr or on vicodin or they came back from a rough experience maybe in the military or they had PTSD, and then they start taking something like serotonin re- and uptake inhibitors. They start taking all these different types of pills, and I'm actually not super well-versed in the pills, but I am more well-versed in the Rockefeller medicine and the idea behind this. It becomes very real. It hits home. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to say, like, I'm the expert and I know everything about this conspiracy because I'm learning every day. I'm learning from from different various sources every day and trying to piece the knowledge together. But what I can say definitively is what me and you are doing is we're taking a look at the bigger picture and saying, hey, there's something not right. Could this be done in a better way? Did people get together and say, hey, we can make a lot of money? of people if we gave them substances or drugs that they become addicted to that are harmful for them and if we look at it in that way we can see that it's potentially not only harmful but we can help a lot of people by saying hey i watched a conspiracy theory show and it wasn't necessarily about people trying to take over the world but now i know my friend shouldn't be on specific substances and i want to welcome uh, our friend also roger he um is interested in conspiracies as well, and, it, and he's going to take part in this discussion. Um, and right now we're just talking about uh, – first, I define what a conspiracy is, which is just two people getting together or multiple people getting together to do something bad. And then we're talking about the stigma behind it, looking at, that conspiracy theorists aren't necessarily crazy people. It was labeled by certain government agencies as such, so people look at it, into it. And the practical application is it can be very, very helpful to look into things such as why is the pharmaceutical company prescribing certain substances and why are, is our money supply having issues? Why is food maybe having additive ingredients? Things things of that, not to say we can't go out further and further, but we're starting with our basic knowledge. So I'd like to get your thoughts on that um, Roger and uh, Nick, if you go,
2: yeah, I got a few thoughts. I mean, I, I, I went on a little bit about you know what people have found to be obvious recently about you know medical marijuana, but I also take into example. You mentioned Rockefeller system of medicine. The same also yes. notice it goes for education as well. Notice how you know kids are taught on the basis of memorization and following orders. Which I mean. Hey, for some people, it's a luxury to not have to think. That's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. But
1: here's the problem. It becomes a problem when you, it, they think, oh, it's a luxury. I'm not thinking. And they let people do thinking for them. Then they end up and this could, this even hurt me. They end up, because Rockefeller also designed some of the education system, it looks like, they end up doing a career and they're thinking, is there more to life than, you know, going to nine to five? And then now I'm depressed. Now I'm on the, and, and the food I'm eating isn't as good. And then they maybe turn to the mainstream media, which happens to be also owned by, you know, certain people who, who want to control information. And then when you step outside and say, maybe, you know, I'm not gonna let somebody do all the thinking for me. That's all I want really out of this podcast is someone say, Maybe I'll let someone do the thinking for me. Maybe I could try and do myself just because I listened to these couple of these few guys who had some insights in it and see what is really true. I'm not saying that I have the ultimate truth or you or Mark, but that maybe it's somewhere in the middle.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could go on all day about um I mean expanding even further on that. It's just uh if you've been trained to you know think a certain way not how to think but what to think and, you know as companies as a whole get larger through regulatory means of squashing the competition the only people available to work for at a certain point are big companies so the only training necessary becomes exactly what Rockefeller wanted which was people who follow orders and don't know how to think but only what to think mm-hmm
1: and that's really what we're sm- we're smashing that paradigm here on this podcast. You always see this on like different conspiracy shows, we are the resistance, we're the resistance, we're the re- and I really feel the resistance just comes from simply books comes from knowledge comes from having these important discussions about what's really going on in a meaningful, constructive, calm way that people can sit down and relate to, not only intellectually but have fun with. And if they have fun and say, man, maybe these conspiracy theorists or maybe these people we label as conspiracy theorists, just like everyday people, but they've just uncovered something. And maybe I don't have to do education like this. Give you you an example. When I was 18, I finished high school. I did well. And then the way it's been programmed, and it was programmed for my parents, and and they're not conspiracy theorists and not bad people, though – And they said, you have a few options. You have military. And at that time, I didn't really want to participate in uh, anything in Iraq or Afghanistan. So I said, no, I'm opposed to what's currently going on. Then they said, well, there's trade school. Would you like to be a plumber or do something? I said, I'm not amazing with my hands. I use them to talk. That's about it for my videos. So I'm making videos with my hands. Not going to be super exciting. I said, well, just go to college. And I had a lot of friends actually in the time in the military and out of the military saying, you know, if, if you don't use this opportunity to go to college, nothing much is going to happen. And someone would say, how is that a conspiracy? How the, You know, isn't that just people looking out for you? But the way they've been trained by certain people is high school, college, maybe grad school, maybe job, maybe promotion, up, 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 up. And when someone... If they could have gone back in time and said, hey, Kareem, there's other options. You don't have to do what big companies say. You don't have to necessarily go to – you could start your own little thing with a camera. You could start your own thing by talking about alternative medicine. You could start blogging. You could do YouTube. The the whole world is opened up.
2: You could become a retailer for – or just like a pusher for any retail item. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, I mean, what is that, Shopify or Amazon? You can just save up a bunch of money mowing lawns and just become an online retailer. You can literally... There are so many stupid ways to make money. And when I say stupid, I mean fantastic. (laughs) You don't need to follow the 9 to 5. You don't need to do what the companies tell you. Now, mind (laughs) you, I don't mind that people get big. I don't mind that companies get big. If Harley Davidson wasn't as big as it is, I'd be unhappy. But... (laughs) But it's uh, a lot of these things are done through very dishonest means and kids are trained to follow along that path. And it's uh, that's what disturbs me.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what bugs me. I'm not saying that anybody, oh, I watched this, don't go to college. If you feel in your heart you want to go to college, you want to do the specific thing, do that. That's completely fine. I'm not here saying, and I don't think any of you guys are here, I'm the arbiter of knowledge. We're the masters of conspiracy theorists. I know everything, and I'm going to sell you vitamins at the end of the show or sell you some product.
2: I used to sell vitamins, <laughs> actually. I worked at the vitamin shop. <laughs> 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 yeah, so okay,
1: yeah. Nick will sell you vitamins That's our new conspiracy Don't buy the store-bought retail Buy Nick's vitamins
2: I'll sell They you. have electrolytes Yeah dude, I'll sell you protein <laughs> All the protein And fish oil you, would you... Oh, I think I'm losing you for a second One second guys It's
1: not yes. I'm here to blame I'm here to I'm not uh-huh. here to point fingers cuz I've been in the corporate world for a while what happens when you point fingers is people get that instant gratification it was him it was her it was and a lot of conspiracy theorists do that too oh it's the mainstream media it's this it's that it's, yeah. it's uh obama it's trump it's hillary it's you know pick your favorite pick your favorite side you don't like it's antifa or or, or it's uh, the alt right But what they don't do is they don't sit down and say, hey, we have some problems and I'm going to think critically about them. And that doesn't mean I have to do one specific thing or the other. I'm not saying you have to go to college or not. I'm not saying you can't ever you. But is there an alternate path? And if you're upset about certain things, certain uh, paths you're taking – Would it not hurt to actually look into some of these conspiracies and say, maybe these paths, the people who created them, designed them, didn't have the best intent for me, even though people around me might think they are, just like the education system, just like people are terrified of not going. Maybe somebody behind the scenes is making people out here feel that it's necessary to do a certain path, to do a certain thing, to follow a certain way. And that's how I look at it as a conspiracy theorist. Do I need to – is there another way other than taking pharmaceutical drugs? Could I cure that through certain plant substances?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that an option? Is there an option besides you know the certain way our education system was designed based on outcome-based education? Is there another way? Is there another way to create more effective money than this? Mm-hmm. And why is there – conveniently and this has always got me this is kind of what got me a conspiracy theorist i saw like latin i really took time if you have a dollar bill and you're watching this show pull it up look there's a there's a as i said before there's a pyramid with a floating eye does that not strike you as weird like if you saw those symbols let's say you saw them stop signs or you just saw them around at grocery stores you go this is weird we got some like Mason stuff going down or we got some crazy stuff going down, but oh it's on the dollar bill, yeah. Nothing to see here. Maybe there is something to see here. So mm-hmm. and, I, uh, I, I, go ahead. Mark. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree with you. Um I guess we we are set uh, to live within a certain condition of uh, of life, set of rules that we can't break. That we have to, for example, um, where I live in Africa, it's still the same kind of thing. Where you, when you finish school, you have to go to college. And you, you're you pushed to go to college. And you either become a doctor, a lawyer, or a pilot. Those are the, like, the three main um, careers. If you don't, you don't know where your life is headed. You're just wasting your time. If you tell your mom you want to do five gigs... <laughs> They probably go to a witch. <laughs> yeah. They probably go to a witch and 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 do all the things that they do just to 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 have you um, think of something different, something convectional. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to break from the norm. It's, it's just it's just it's like a disease across here.
1: Yeah, Uh, why not be them all at the same time you could practice law on the plane be the pilot and be a doctor You know help people you can (laughs) combine all the three Mm -hmm. but but actually I understand I like your perspective because it is coming from a Part of the world a different part of the world and we can see that Not only has it you could say oh, I'm outside of the US Kareem Mm -hmm. does it still apply? Yes, it still applies looking into conspiracy still applies no matter where you are in the world. Because somehow, some way, it's affecting you either directly or indirectly.
0: Yep.
1: And when you can get a handle on how it's affecting you, then you can start to see that, hey, maybe I can be responsible and I can change it. Mm-hmm. And, through, and through this, you know, just talking about conspiracies, you may be able to improve your health Life decisions and the path you're going on, and also learn about yourself more. And entailing all that, I do plan to even get in stuff like you know the Federal Reserve, Rockefeller Medicine, or education system um, stuff. As even aliens, and and how does that relate, or potential ideas about aliens, and how does that relate to our existence right now, and different things like global conspiracies. Maybe we can even look at the Illuminati what Freemasonry is about now and and things like that. I think those were topics that people would really, really like to hear about. But when we're talking about conspiracies, guys, I'd love to get uh, your thoughts on both of this. Since we defined it, we nailed why it's important because actually looking at sometimes outside of the norm, looking at uh, two people – getting together to do one bad thing, how that can affect our lives directly or indirectly. What are some conspiracies you would like to talk about? What can our viewership hope to get in the future? I'll take uh, either one of your ideas as well.
0: I guess uh, I'd start with the, is it the Malaysia flight? The one which got lost, the one which disappeared? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting the very interesting conspiracy concerning um, what happened some people were saying that uh, the pilot uh, his last words was were that uh, some people were tracking them or something and I think people presume some conspiracy theories I was just sort of checking on online um the stating that it has to do with aliens and all that um, so yeah I, I'd, I'd like to to start with that it, it kind of shows how the government across the earth hides uh, a lot of information from the public, which is uh, vital.
1: Yes, and especially one thing I think we can help with in, in looking at news stories is not to run around and say necessarily it didn't happen or, or is this a false flag or not, but to try and piece together all the evidence that makes mm-hmm. practical sense and then say, hey, could we actually take... A second look at this mm-hmm. and, and not just in big things like 9 11 and JFK, although we'll definitely touch upon those. But can we take a look at maybe everyday events that don't seem to really add up mm-hmm. and that we still have questions about? And that can be anything from flights disappearing yeah. to something as big as 9 11 or recent events, you know, is there a conspiracy behind what happened recently in Syria? Are we being told the truth? Mm -hmm. And it's really about what I'm trying to do is piece together the information I find and find what the truth is. And through the truth, we can all live a better life. And we can all be aware about the world around us and about ourselves. What do you you think, Nick? Some potential topics and some ideas.
2: Well... I'd like to look a little bit deeper into the social engineering aspect of how the two-party system almost purposefully sets itself up to be hypocritical of itself. Mm. It's, it, uh, Roger, is that that's your name, Roger? Yep. yep. All right. Mark. I don't know if you're familiar with the American um, uh, political system here, but it's, uh, it's quite atrocious in the sense that um, you go on social media over here and you'll notice people arguing over the dumbest thing. Because every single mm. point of view here is meant to be argued over one side of the fence <laughs> or the other. Um, you're either pro-something or anti-something. But mm. each political party and the way they associate their beliefs, it makes no sense for somebody who par- who toes the party line um, to be thinking in certain ways. Someone catches them as being hypocritical. I'm trying to think of an example right off the top of my head. Um... Okay, like you'll you'll notice um, anybody who objects to um, to a- abortion is usually mm-hmm. pro gun at the same time. Okay, so you've got you've got people who are who are arguing that you know guns save lives, which is not something I disagree with. I, I think that guns in the right hands is especially helpful. But you'll notice that people will jump on them from the other end of the political spectrum. Like if you really cared about life then like um uh you'd put you put your guns down too if you were really pro-life and it's just like people are meant to be caught in these constant circles of arguments and opinions that don't make sense with the whole party line and spectrum when the reality is people obviously have an assortment of ideas that are completely individual to them but i'd like to know how this happened how did we get a two-party political system that is meant to contradict itself along party lines You
1: brought up something I really liked, too, because I saw the March for Our Lives, and people had a lot of good intentions, but here's the thing. I saw people on the right saying, mental health, mental health, mental health, we need mental health, and actually people, and I saw Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, I agree with him on this, a lot of people with mental health issues aren't necessarily violent, and then I saw people on the left saying, guns, guns, guns are bad, guns, guns, guns are bad, however, I wanted to say, hey, there's a couple things I see that none of the sides are talking about. One thing is that a lot of these people came from single parent homes. Nobody wanted to talk about that. That's taboo because, oh, we might have to look at our society differently. We might have to see is there some internal problems that are deeper than just people having a firearm or just people, you know, maybe having an issue. And they're also, uh, as we talked about earlier. These pharmaceutical drugs. They were on uh, SSRIs or SNRIs, which seem to have a side effect of violence and, and homicide and su- suicide. So it's something we can look at too i'd really like to look at that um nick and and see the different issues also with the two-party system as well and i do want to see um as you're saying do kind of analysis of where why did it become just the democrats and the republicans what the whigs just came out of nowhere which was the original um, republicans
2: yeah the two-party system isn't set up to you know benefit the people it's it's not it's it's set up to make the government more powerful because you got well people arguing over guns either pro-gun or anti-gun, but at the end of the day, no matter what happens, government and their gun ownership is never questioned. <laughs> so, well, you got yeah. People, yeah, you got people bickering yep. about what you should and shouldn't have on this end of the fence, but <laughs> the reality is, I mean, government's still always going to have drones and fully automatic belt-fed weapons and yep. all that good stuff, and their supply isn't dec- decreasing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hey, Pentagon. Um, where's that one trillion? Here's the interesting thing: people will be like Bob across the street as an AR or, or a certain gun or whatever. Which, okay. Uh, then they'll go. Oh wait, the Pentagon lost a trillion, not a billion, a trillion. I don't even know what how you lose a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think I could lose a trillion dollars if I tried. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> But the Pentagon loses a trillion dollars, and then I read articles like, "U.S. Army loses a billion dollars of weapons in Iraq." How do you lose a billion dollars? Mm. Uh, we could even uh, be like a show, like, "Dude, where's my Abrams?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I parked my I parked my tank. Where did I put it? And then they're like, don't look anything over here. How do you lose? I mean, even if you you're say, Kareem, this conspiracy stuff is crazy. How do you lose a billion dollars worth of weapons? How do you lose a trillion dollars worth of weapons? Lose. All, they lose it. See, I,
2: coming from the military, I know what happens if an individual soldier loses one dollar worth of weapons. Oh, mm. you don't want to know. So, yeah, it raises the question, especially among those who are in the military. It's like, I know what happens to me if I lose my pistol. But someone lost a billion dollars worth of something that goes boom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And not only lost it, it ended up in the hands of people who, you know, don't have the best religious ideology in the world. Mm -hmm. So I have a hard time. And that's another conspiracy I'd like to look at because a lot of people have different thoughts. And I've seen something um being from that part of the world that's a little bit off that saying like not to say that there aren't people with radical views but are they getting help from sources that may be losing money if, if you catch my drift and i found it very interesting that uh a lot of people don't know that we've, you know, we funded uh, the jihad. We funded uh, the mujahideen in Mujahedin, Afghanistan
2: say, up, yeah.
1: up until now. And maybe if they saw that, they would say, "Hmm, is it really worth it to do this?" And after I come back, is it really worth the drugs that they're giving me? And on top of that, is this going to fund something that doesn't have any intrinsic value? That's could be if, you know, not to say this will go anytime soon, but can we, we do things better? Can we, we look at, can we adopt a different perspective yeah. and can we do things better?
2: It makes you wonder. I mean, yeah, you're right. There probably are a handful of people who actually are radical, but also bear in mind, war is extremely profitable. Do you think that you know, yeah. the enemy could be created and branched off from <laughs> those who actually are radical into something that is worth marketing to? the American people that we need to go fight? Yeah,
1: and could it be that the two-party system? Because this all flows together. What people don't understand is sometimes they look at conspiracies like, oh, aliens are cool, Bigfoot's here, this is here. But if you start to look at some practical conspiracies, and then you can start to tie them into even stuff like, you know, you would think aliens are Bigfoot. You can start to tie it together. Oh, we have a two-party system that generally they all seem to, even though they argue about little things, you know, maybe certain people should use a certain restroom or not, or how do we address people? They all seem to be buddy-buddy with Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. And these aren't companies that are obscure. You know, everybody, you can Google Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, and say, hey, is a simple, is a conspiracy that's affecting us all. Is that people are, are getting paid congressmen of the two party system. or I should say the one party system, Nick, I don't know what you're talking about. We have a one party system. Yeah, I, know, you're right. happened. I
2: forgot
1: people in the one party, two party system are mm-hmm. being given money by defense contractors, and then these people are the faces of them and say, hey, we have an enemy here. Okay, well who well North well it was North Korea. No, it's not North Korea. It's um it's you know this boogeyman. it's it's ISIS, it's Iran. It's A, B, and C. It's Russia. We're being, it's it's China it's this guy it's that guy. So they can start profiting. People start to blame capitalism for that. That's another conspiracy that ties into is it possible that they're also looking to blame capitalism when it's really a form of what I call corporatism? So there's a lot to look into specifically on just basic conspiracy theories that every day maybe we take for granted or we don't look into. And it's going to be, I think, a very unique experience because I have a corporate background. Um, You have your background in the military, and I'd love to hear more about that, Nick. And um, Mark has a unique background as well. He's going through university right now, but uh, he's also doing freelancing. So we're all coming from different areas of the world, making us a nice, diverse conversation of thought about what's really going on in this world.
0: Yeah. Hearing from you, um, it's quite interesting that it's still the same thing that happens here. It's no different. We have uh, soldiers. Which is part of ISIS, but uh, in Somalia they've been there for the past three years, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still fighting till now. And, and but what I had what I had from a very confidential source is that they sell uh, charcoal, which is very profitable here. So every time it gets uh, all calm, they create uh, a certain they attack. The
1: garrisons, yeah, yeah. Gar- that, that's a thing. I always look at when a story comes out. Oh, we're attacking the garrison. We're we're doing this. We're protecting freedom. We're 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 fighting for A, B, and C. I always go, you know, especially in Afghanistan. This got me. I started go, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we still there? Okay, fine. There yeah, there's some. Yeah. There are some. not to say that I'm an endorser of you know any of the crazy ideas that things or they do there. But I started to look and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of opium, there's a lot of heroin coming into certain places. There's a, there's a high amount of opium. Opium production has drastically increased since we've been there. Is there more to Afghanistan than they'd like you to believe? Is it possible that it's being used? As a cover-up for freedom to help run CIA drug trafficking of opium around the world.
2: That's another funny thing. Not, so not not only is opium being you know so graciously guarded in Afghanistan to be funneled over here. I don't I don't care. I I, I know that's happening. <laughs> I didn't purposefully. <process laughs> <it>, but <laughs> but anyway, um, what makes what makes the people think that um you know a government so noble and so you know kind and good um when when guns are possibly illegal you you think that guns won't be run to particular uh you know powerful criminal elements in order to continue to create the narrative that we need more security even when the guns are gone i mean come on man
1: (laughs) well it seems to me like they do things in steps like ooh, you know this this a b and c happened guns are bad but they don't necessarily go, okay, you know, we're going to grab them all. Oh, let's, the March for Life. We have some well meaning people here, you know, that they, they, they played up. Oh, we got to do this for enter a reason security, the kids, everything. Oh, just, you know, you turn them in. And I'm not super insane, um, you know, gun, but I, I believe people have the right to defend themselves. So then it's, it's a progressive thing. Oh, people don't have guns anymore. If they're upset with what we're doing, what are they really going to do? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I see that. Oh, hey, um, someone's, you know, just like Gary Webb or anybody else, if you can't defend yourself and you put information out they don't like, it's very convenient that you go missing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Not quiet. well, Quietly. You can't shoot back. What?
1: Yeah, you can't shoot back. And that's not me saying that, oh, Kareem, I watch this, you have to, because some people take it over the edge too. Like, oh, you got to arm yourselves, get a gun. You know, I'm not telling anybody to like stockpile uh, tons and tons of like, hey, Kareem, I listened to your show and uh, I stockpile like 10 hour and 15s and uh, I think Koresh is a cool dude. Like, no, don't take that. But it's not obscene to say, hey, I want to purchase an item that, I could potentially use to defend myself and my family and my, you know, my loved ones and my friends. And I think that's perfectly reasonable for people in this day and age who are interested in something like the second amendment, something like as simple as I want to be able to defend myself, to look into conspiracies. Cause if you can go down the rabbit hole a little bit, you don't have to talk about UFOs. You don't have to talk about the federal reserve even, or, or Afghanistan, but just say, Hey, is there an alternate reason that they don't want me to defend myself? Is there a reason that they don't like firearms? Is there a reason that maybe they're doing these events, even if, even if there are some well-meaning people? I'm not saying there's no well-meaning people that are afraid of these and, and there's nobody saying, oh, let's just have guns you know, for fun. But is there someone trying to take away an essential responsibility to protect yourself? Uh, that's a good question
2: yeah and i mean reflecting on the reasons why that may be the case is the reason why we need episodes
1: <laughs> yep all right so with that um I li- i'd like to say we're going to do this every wednesday and friday at seven thirty p.m and then get it up and running um uh, the name of the podcast just call it, is liberty and consciousness helping expand liberty through consciousness expansion if you're aware of yourself and the world around you you can create more freedom and meaningful freedom and you do that by looking into conspiracies or looking into things that are taboo that people may have delved into and as we went over conspiracy is just two or more people getting together to do something bad and it's not crazy to look into it that people have put the label conspiracy theorist but it's really someone just saying hey Maybe there's some people getting together in Afghanistan that are doing something wrong. Maybe our education system. And there's a lot more, I think, than you think if you start to look and say, hey, this A and B doesn't add up. And when you start to look at that, it becomes very practical in a sense that it's not just looking at something out there out there, but it's looking at how it affects my daily life. Why does the dollar keep shrinking? Why am I on these drugs? Why did I go through an education system maybe that didn't fulfill me? And if it is working for you, that's fine. I don't necessarily look to be the arbiter of truth, but I look to have fun with you, Nick, with you, Mark, and talk about these different subjects, as we mentioned, the Federal Reserve, uh, gun control talking about the two-party system things like flights disappearing and we can get on and on and make these amazing episodes they're really not gonna only just educate people but hopefully entertain them and ultimately get them to see a different perspective which changes the world a little bit at a time
0: thank you for listening to this episode of conspiracy theorem from packaged media the show is hosted by kareem mays and nick Dole and produced and edited by Eric Lambiasi. Send us your opinion either in an email or through voicemail on our site. Remember to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Return next week for the next episode, and remember, make your own decision.